Hi, this is Adina, here with today's episode of Wonder Your Way to Brilliant, podcast show of courage to be curious. This entire year of 2020 is dedicated to exploring and asking productively curious questions. Honestly, there is no simpler or better tool to facilitate positive change in our lives, relationships, and in our workplaces than learning to ask and answer more productively curious questions. So let's dive right in to today's question and today's full episode. Hi, this is Adina here with today's episode of Wonder Your Way to Brilliant, podcast show of courage to be curious. And we are in the final episode of 2020. We have reached the end of the year and we have been, over the course of the month of December, been thinking about productive ways to get curious and reflective about our year. So the first episode in this month invited us to look at who have we been? So very personal, very specific to our experience over the course of the last year. Then the next episode asked us to kind of take a 30,000 foot view of this year in the context of our life and the context of a much broader span of time and in the unfolding of a journey. So the first episode was, let me look at this moment of this last year, right here and now, very specific. The second episode invited us to kind of fly up and say, okay, this was a year. It had a lot in it. It had a lot of significance in it. It had a lot of, whether it's difficulty, transition, change, insight, whatever it was, but it also falls within the context of a much bigger unfolding of our lives. And so in that second episode, we really talked about the gift of perspective and how to place this year in the context. So for this last episode of 2020 in Wonder Your Way to Brilliant, I want to bring our attention to ritual. And ritual is something I think is really important because time, if we didn't add ritual to it, would just keep passing. It wouldn't be significant. We have holidays, we have ceremonies, whether it's graduations from everything up from kindergarten up through college, whether it's marriages or it's confirmation or it's a particular holiday, whether that be Christmas or Easter or Passover or Diwali or any number of things. Why do we create these things? We create ritual because they help us to create relationship to our life, to the people in our life and to the time. Without it, if we could imagine time with no sense of ritual, no holidays, no marking the time, any time as particularly special, it would just keep rolling along. And one of the things that was explored in a Netflix series called The Good Place was what the human experiences of time if there's no beginning to time and there's no end of time, but if it just kind of perpetually kept going, and at least in the perspective of that particular TV show, I think it's also true. I'm, I'm currently right now on Coursera taking the free course in the science of well-being is that without relationship and connection to something, we're less happy. So we create ritual because it creates connection and it creates meaning. And so I want to invite in this episode for us to think about ritual and how we can incorporate ritual into the closing of 2020 and into the opening of 2021. And you have enough time as you're doing this 
that you can really think about how do you want to put this in place for yourself. So I'm a big believer that rituals really are of your own design. So this podcast and this episode is really about providing ideas, sparking your imagination and getting you thinking along the lines of, and maybe giving you some tools so that you can either draw from things directly, or you can create things that will help you to build rituals that are meaningful to you. So one of the things that I typically like to do first as I'm building a ritual is to like to think about the things I would like to celebrate and honor. And if you've been through the first part of this series, you've identified what some of those things are already. So what is it that you want to celebrate and honor from 2020? And you can build a ritual around that in any number of ways. If you are doing this by yourself, you can even create a celebration board where you want to name things, whether it's pictures of things or words of things that you put up on that board. And maybe if you want to decorate it and make it more visual, that it's always a way to amplify the impact of the things that you want to celebrate. You can just build a ritual in where you share with somebody else, you know, what is it that you want to celebrate and honor from this year and doing an exchange of that. It could be something you do in a journal that you take out the first set of pages in your journal and you think about what do I want to celebrate? What do I want to honor? And you write about them and you put them down. And we take ideas out of our heads and we start to really formulate them and make them solid. And then we put them in writing. We really, you know, it's a way to make them sacred and it's a way to hold on to them for the long term. So think about what is the ritual that you want to put in place for honoring and celebrating the things that you feel good about, the things that you want to lift up from this past year. The second part that I often do is to think about what am I ready to let go of? What am I ready to shed? Maybe I've come through and in my reflections over the course of the month, I've discovered, you know, there's some things I've realized I just don't serve me anymore. Maybe they served me up until a point. Maybe they've been not serving me for a long time, but I now have awareness of them that I didn't have before. But our, just like snakes, you know, regularly shed skin, skins as they grow, right? They get bigger, they grow, they shed a previous skin and they then form a new one is that we are shedding skins all the time. I mean, we're actually shedding, shedding them at a physical level because we're shedding skin cells every single day. So we're doing that. But if we are in the growing if we're, if we're on the path of being growers, then in order to make space for new growth, we need to be shedding things that no longer serve. And so the second thing you might consider is what am I ready to shed that is no longer serving me? And you can memorialize that in any number of ways. Sometimes it's like taking them, writing them on pieces of paper and then ritually tearing them up, maybe, you know, putting them into a fire if I choose to do that, putting them and immersing them in water where the ink will eventually run and not become legible anymore. It may be literally putting them on papers and then taking a scissors and cutting them. That's just sort of making a separation from those things. Sometimes people like to bury them, making a list of things and then burying them in the earth if the earth is soft enough where you are in order to be able to do that this time of year. So you might think about what is a ritual for the things that I'm ready to shed. And one of the reasons that I love putting ritual to these things is that 
it really facilitates the internalization. So if I'm celebrating something that was really wonderful that I really want to hold on to and I want to create more of, then by creating ritual around it, I more deeply embed it at the cellular level of my body by putting this physical action to it. And the same thing when we're ready to shed something, when we're ready to let it go, like let's ritually let it go because it's going to help entrain our mind and our bodies to be able to release this thing and, you know, not continue to carry it with us. Then there are times when we come across things and we think about, I'm ready. This is something I'm ready to transform. So maybe it's, you know, I'm not ready to celebrate it, but I don't want to cut it loose. I just would like to transform the form of it. I think it's ready maybe for a new formation. So whether it's something you're pursuing in work or a relationship or something else that maybe what you're looking for is, you know, in 2021, this thing is important, but I'm ready to transform and I'm ready for a new version of it. And one of the elements that is really symbolic of transformation is fire, that fire consumes something that was there before, but it doesn't completely disappear. It just transforms it into new energy. So butterflies are a symbol of transformation because you take one form of something and then you transform it into something else. Well, fire energetically takes one form of something and transforms it into something else. So when I'm wanting to transform something, very often I like to take the ritual of, you know, burning something up. And so I might take things that I'm ready to have transformed on pieces of paper and then put them into, you know, a little fireproof dish or on some tinfoil or things like that, something that's very safe. And, you know, just take a little match or a little small candle or something and have them burned up. And what I love about it is as the things are burning, You see the smoke, you see the charring happen, and then you see the smoke come up and you can literally see the transformation of energy, energy that was once held in the paper is now being transformed and entering into the universe and out into the air in another form. And so as you are going through and you're thinking about the ends of the year, you may begin to think about what am I ready to transform? And you don't even have to know what it is it will be transformed into right? We don't have to know the specifics. If you know anything about it, like, you know, I'd like this to be transformed into something that grows me in this way or expands my perspective in a new way. If you have some information as to the nature of the transformation, go ahead and add it to the ritual. If you don't know, but you know it, that it demands or requires, or it's time for some transformation of it, you don't have to provide any specifics. One of the things I didn't mention earlier, but is also really powerful is that You can add things to any one of these ceremonial rituals in terms of music or a reading or something, you know, that feels particularly important to you, just sort of a prayer. So if you are burning something up to be transformed, you might actually have a reading that you want to do. Maybe there's a poem about that that really speaks to you that while you're doing this, maybe there's a song and the lyrics of it really talk about transformation and you want to play that while this is happening. There's something very profound, both at an emotional level, but also from a science perspective on a physiological level, when we allow ourselves to embody these rituals, when we allow ourselves to become physically connected by the doing, by the listening, by the visualizing, by the sensing that it does impact us on a physical level too. 
And then finally, there's something that we may want to be lifting up for the coming year. And so what are some things that we want to hold up and almost make as offerings? Like, I'd like to bring this into the coming year. I'd like to take this with me, or I'd like this to serve as a piece of the foundation for what's to come. And now it's like how I think about this in such beautiful ways, you know, to think about what are the things I want to carry forward here. And sometimes when I'm thinking about this, I think about it as foundational blocks. And so one thing, if you have access to them, it's on stones, you might actually take stones and you can with paint or markers, like a Sharpie or something like that. What are the things that you want to serve as foundational for to carry forward into the coming year and write them, write them on the rocks. Or if you have little blocks that you make or something like that, that can serve as a foundation, go ahead and inscribe those on there. Or again, maybe they go into your journal as these are the building blocks for my journey forward, or these are my anchors or the things I'm going to lean on or carry with me as I move forward. One of the things that you may do, some people like vision boards, and maybe those are things that go on your vision. I like the word intention board, whatever these things are that you're lifting up, you're setting apart, you're saying, these are coming with me, whatever the next leg of the journey is, these things are coming with me. And so take them with you. You may even like, I have old bags and stuff like that, or jars as you may have a bag or a jar and you actually want to put them on, you know, a note card things like that, and put them in there for the journey, symbolically create a bag that travels with you for the journey. And that's a really powerful thing to do too. So you can create these rituals however you want, cutting and burning and making visual representations and building things and adding poetry or music or song, anything that turns them into a ritual. But I can't emphasize enough how important I think and how valuable I think the practice of creating ritual is. In the science of happiness, it's our connection and relationship to people and things, that which makes those things meaningful to us that does make us happier. You know, when nothing has connection and nothing has meaning, we get pretty unhappy. When things have meaning, when they have connection, when we share them with other people or when we feel deeply connected to them, that activates the feel-good chemicals, our serotonins, and we do feel happier, we do feel better. So as you are headed into the final days here of 2020, I invite you to take pause, whether it's you by yourself or whether it's with a friend or a loved one virtually on Zoom or live in your house, whatever it is, carve out a little bit of space and time where you can create some ritual around each of these things, things you want to celebrate, things that you want to shed or get rid of, let go of, things you want to transform and things that you want to lift up to carry for you with you for the next leg of the journey. And I want to thank you now that we've reached the end of 2020 for being a loyal listener, for showing up every week or whenever it's moved you to show up to be on this path of living a conscious life, being on this path of valuing yourself deeply and really exploring with curiosity how to value others deeply. Because that is what this journey of wondering your way to brilliant is. How do we become brilliant? How do we become full of light? 
And that is through doing this work, is doing the work of consciousness. It is doing the work of conscious caring for self, conscious caring for others, conscious meaning making, conscious attention, paying attention with consciousness. That is how we create the brilliance. So thank you for being incredible members of this community. We are now like four years into the Courage to be Curious podcast, and I will just leave you with your curiosity about where this is going in 2021. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode. If you want to experience the full game-changing potential of the questions we explore, be sure to add your name to our mailing list at www.couragetobecurious.com. Our subscribers receive weekly notification of the podcast, along with specific tools for using these questions on a daily and weekly basis to create positive and powerful impact. As always, the questions we explore on the podcast can be found in our Live, Lead, and Love with the Courage to be Curious card decks that are available at liveleadlovecourageously.com. And if you are interested in harnessing the power of productive curiosity for your company or organization, contact us about scheduling a professional development experience. In the meantime, keep wondering your way to brilliance.